For Richmond Public Media, I'm Brittany Tracy, and here's the news. This is the first of a four-part series on efforts in Richmond and Central Virginia to improve food access, sustainability, and local agriculture-based economies. Ann Darby, Senior Planner at Richmond Regional Planning District Commission and the Interim Food Policy Coordinator for the City of Richmond, says that efforts to build a food hub, part distribution center, part educational resource, are underway. This coordinative structure was a key recommendation made by the Mayor Dwight C. Jones Food Policy Task Force, which finalized its two-year consummate report in July. However, the recommendations were not for the government to implement directly. Rather, the task force served as a forum for professionals in urban planning, nutrition, environmental sciences, local living systems, and food justice to assess Richmond's food-related challenges and determine potential solutions. It's up to those same professionals to pursue the group's recommendations. James Wallace of Grow RVA handles research and planning for the burgeoning food hub. The bare skeletons of a food hub is basically aggregation, and then you can have other processes involved, like a commercial kitchen, a sorting and processing and grading facility as well. Um, But what we are really trying to do is start focused and small so we can execute it successfully and then be able to grow within our, you know, two-year, three-year, five-year plan into a multifaceted food hub. Grow RVA is the local umbrella organization that will be heading the food hub effort, including oversight during the initial phase, parsing and incorporating all Richmond-specific factors, and bringing the food community and Richmond's public on board with the effort through outreach, education, and advocacy. Karen Atkinson, founder and owner of Grow RVA, is the mastermind behind the South of the James Farmer's Market, which she began six immensely successful seasons ago. It's, quote, so well attended, it's now the largest producer-only farmer's market in the state and one of the top 25 in the country. The success has been a boon for growers of produce, to be sure, but mere hours at the market have become so crucial to the profit return on these homesteads. Karen Atkinson interesting thing that has evolved from the creation of that is that three-fourths of my vendors there um, probably make two-thirds of their income in that one day. And so from a sustainability standpoint, we wanted to provide them because the weather, especially this summer, has been so unpredictable for midweek markets and other markets. We wanted to provide them the opportunity to have um, extended selling time and other places where they could actually um, source their produce. And so the creation of a food hub seemed to be uh, a natural fit with what we're already doing. Unique benefits for small-time, small-scale local farmers will stem from this food hub opportunity. The hub would purchase from the farmers in bulk and handle aggregation, packaging, and distribution. Therefore, farmers would grow produce for and derive most of their income from wholesale. This logistical shift will require close working relationships with each farm, And, though Atkinson currently conducts farm visits on behalf of South of the James, fresh relationship forging and information gathering through the lens of the Food Hub is a crucial first step. Part of the the reason that the Food Hub in Charlottesville works is that education is a huge component of it, not only to the public or to the institutions or the restaurants that are buying from them, 
um, there's also, you know, an education component that involves the farmers and getting them to maybe think a little bit differently about their business plan. If they were to grow two extra rows every season and knew that that was already sold somewhere, um, then it's money in their pocket before they even bring anything to market. So anything then they're making at market is extra on top of, you know, their income they've already gotten. Stephanie Gans, the food-based small business coach who does PR and marketing for Grow RVA, said that the Food Hub's leaders will spend these initial months asking questions of and compiling information from the participants in Richmond's local food system. Gans says the Food Hub will need to assess each farm's production processes and capacity. In the short term, it's about um, asking questions and finding out what it would take for buyers to be able to source more products locally and what it would take for growers to be able to consistently provide those products for buyers. Meeting with people and having these one-on-one conversations about, um, you know, where their farms are located, what they're currently growing, um, and, and what they could potentially do in seasons to come. Meanwhile, Atkinson says efficiency measures aim to make the south of the James market more sustainable. Um, one of the other aspects we're looking at so that there is no waste in any of this is we have a partnership um, or building a partnership with the cannery in Farmville. So anything that is left over would be able to um, be canned in that same week too. More information can be found at www.growrva.com slash food dash hub and in the Richmond Public Media headlines all through September. Next week, part two, how the Food Hub seeks to serve purchasing institutions like hospitals, schools, and local restaurateurs. This is part two of a four-part series on efforts in Richmond and Central Virginia to improve food access, sustainability, and local agriculture-based economies. As discussed last week, Grow RVA is a farmer's market umbrella organization that is now initiating the local food hub recommended by the Mayor Dwight C. Jones Food Policy Task Force. Testing the soil before planting their rows, Grow RVA's leaders have approached local farmers and local restaurateurs to entreat their cooperation and to hear their expertise, requests, and advice on how a system for gathering produce and distributing it efficiently for Richmonders to enjoy could be optimized for all parties involved. Stephanie Gans, PR and Marketing for Grow RVA. And then going to the buyers and saying, I know you have to maintain certain profit margins and we're going to help you do that. And we're going to help you add local ingredients to your menu in whatever process is appropriate for your business. Um, and it's going to be different. You know, some restaurants are going to need, you know, specialty items and smaller orders. And then, you know, as we develop and, and move into larger food service institutions, schools, um, care facilities, things of that nature, we're going to have to really get creative with how we supply those needs. Last week, we focused on the benefits a food hub would provide for growers, but the just-as-necessary second half of this operation requires that produce reach Richmond's lunchboxes, restaurant trays, and dinner tables. The food hub is about helping providers, growers, chefs, and institutions literally serve Richmond sustainably and healthfully. Looking more long-term and at the entire community, it definitely is about access 
to local fresh healthy foods. And um, if restaurateurs and buyers have the ability to purchase these things, then citizens, community members will be able to experience them wherever they go, in schools, in restaurants, in institutions that they might go to, daycare facilities, and things like that. Um, you know, that's the eventual goal is to make this level of buying locally and sustainably standard in Richmond. More information can be found at www.growrva.com slash food dash hub and in the Richmond Public Media headlines all through September. Next week, part three, the logistics of this startup, the Food Hub's Kickstarter campaign, and how Richmonders can share their ideas, hopes, and concerns with Grow RVA. This is part three of a four-part series on efforts in Richmond and Central Virginia to improve food access, sustainability, and local agriculture-based economies. Grow RVA is the farmer's market organization spearheading Richmond's food hub venture, and its leaders have been asking local growers and restaurateurs for recommendations in order to build a structure most responsive to their needs. Environmental planner James Wallace is researching similar endeavors and using them as logistical case studies. There are food hubs all over the country that we're analyzing through the National Good Food Network database. Susie Lilly of Richmond's Farm to Family program says that Charlottesville implemented the hub model and, quote, it's worked very successfully for their food economy. It's a win-win for businesses and consumers. Charlottesville's local food hub has been a major boon for that city's nutrition, policy, and food justice interests since 2009. Emily Manley, Director of Marketing and Communications, said that the keystone for the hub's successful and efficient operation is coordination of warehouse turnaround from shipments received to distribution in restaurants, cafeterias, and hospitals. Emily Manley. Our waste is really low, and that's because most of the time, food does not stay in our warehouse for more than 24 hours. It's in and then it's out. Most of the time, it's sold before it even comes in the door. So, it's really fast turnover in terms of what we get in and what we sell. And then for anything that sits around for too long, we find a way to donate that to food banks, soup kitchens, and shelters in the region. And so if there's anything that looks like it's not going to sell, we make sure we get it into the hands of people that can use it. So that's great. And it's a real testament to the hard work of our warehouse crew because they're juggling a lot. Fortunately, Richmond's burgeoning food hub has some of this infrastructure already in place. Stephanie Gans, who does PR and marketing for Grow RVA, says that Martin Smith of Real Country Sausage actually has refrigerated warehouse space and delivery trucks, refrigerated delivery trucks, um, that we can count on in the first stages of our process. Wallace acknowledged the strategic value in this first piece of the puzzle. We are in this really unique position because of our partnerships and connections where we're able to utilize this underutilized space right at the intersection of 95 and 64. So it couldn't be more perfect for easy access from regional farmers. He also says that though the Food Hub is a grassroots endeavor and will soon launch its Kickstarter campaign to fund initial outreach, that to maintain resource tenacity and to have the most resounding impact on the city's unique food challenges, the Hub will likely be developed on a for-profit model. Charlottesville and Health and their nonprofits, there is a for-profit food hub called Blue Ridge Produce. It's in Northern Virginia and it services Northern Virginia and D.C. 
we believe in nonprofit work and we'll have a strong nonprofit component tied in on food access, like we have Feed RVA right now. Um, they will continue to be a presence, even if the Food Hub is not a nonprofit designation. And we will utilize the Food Hub to supply a lot of the programs and projects we are doing through Feed RVA to um, give access to underserved communities mm-hmm. with healthy local affordable food. More information can be found at www.growrva.com slash food dash hub and in the Richmond Public Media headlines all through September. Next week, part four, can Grow RVA formulate oases in Richmond's food deserts? In the meantime, Stephanie Gans urges Richmonders to give suggestions. And we're going to have events through the month of September at the Hardywood Farmer's Market, which is at Hardywood Craft Brewery on Wednesdays from 4 to 8. So we're going to really take advantage of that and and welcome people to come and find us and and ask questions and offer ideas and just sit down and chat. This is the last segment in Richmond Public Media's September series on efforts in Richmond and Central Virginia to improve food access, sustainability, and local agriculture-based economies. The city of Richmond faces serious food challenges. According to the Mayor Dwight C. Jones Food Policy Task Force final report released in July, 40,000 Richmonders, 20% of the population, are, quote, food insecure and lack access to enough food for an active, healthy lifestyle. Additionally, 2011's Voices for Virginia's Children, Virginia Child Poverty Report found that one out of every three kids in Richmond lives in poverty. Impoverishment and paucity of resources form a complex, multi-layered situation, leaving children nutritionally deprived and developmentally stunted. In a 2003 report, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services determined that food insecurity is the direct and primary cause of childhood obesity, causal to other serious illnesses like asthma, diabetes, and heart disease. 17% of Richmond's children and 34% of Richmond's adults are obese. Food deserts are all around us, but most of us never know. Areas of concentrated urban poverty commonly lack access to grocery stores, often dependent instead on fast food and convenience shops. According to the Food Policy Task Force's final report, more than 40% of Richmond's population lives in one of its 41 food desert neighborhoods, where there is effectively no nutritious choice available to residents. The task force report reads, quote, areas in which unhealthy options far outweigh healthy ones are sometimes called food swamps. How could Richmond's Food Hub, which is currently in development by food access umbrella organization Grow RVA, help drain the food swamp, replacing it with healthy, affordable produce? Emily Manley is Director of Marketing and Communication at Charlottesville's local food hub, which has made headway on a similar access issue in some of Charlottesville's neighborhoods. Emily Manley. One of the ways that we've worked on that issue is by doing these pop-up markets, selling produce at little mini farmer's markets in neighborhoods that don't necessarily have access to a farmer's market or to a grocery store. We usually partner with organizations that can help us manage that because we generally have our hands pretty full, And but we've partnered pretty successfully with the Boys and Girls Club. We sell the produce to them at wholesale or sometimes even discounted prices, and then they work on that as a project with their with their kids um, to 
pick out what foods they're going to order, how they're going to sell the produce, what the market table is going to look like. So it's giving the kids experience. They're learning about marketing and sales. Uh, and they're also setting up a farmer's market in their own neighborhood, um, you know, selling to their parents and their friends and their neighbors um, that probably don't have access to that food. So it's a, it's a really nice way for the kids to get involved in the process, but also for the whole neighborhood to have access to really great, fresh, affordable food. Stephanie Gans with Grow RVA says that Charlottesville's creation of pop-up markets to serve food deserts reliably and meaningfully without requiring the infrastructural commitment of a full farmer's market is one of the features Grow RVA's planners, quote, absolutely love. Gans says that Richmond's Food Hub is planning for scheduled, relatively regular pop-up appearances or even mobile farmer's markets in areas classified as food deserts. But Grow RVA will have to change the culture of food in Richmond's food deserts, too, through education and the appropriate resources. Stephanie Gans. Some of the food policy members brought to the table about access to transportation and complete kitchens versus incomplete kitchens in certain neighborhoods in Richmond um, was really eye-opening. And, you know, I think a lot of people in Richmond see clusters of grocery stores and, and assume that it's easier for people to get to the grocery stores than it may be. And so just looking at those numbers and seeing that there is such a, a need there and realizing that that is going to take a specific type of education. And that's one way that Seed RVA, um, Grow RVA's nonprofit branch, can become involved in the Food Hub Project, providing um, education for people in low to moderate income communities who may not know how to cook with fresh vegetables, who may not feel comfortable um, buying them or even knowing how to choose produce at a farm stand. And we are very fortunate to have some great community partners. Hamilton Beach has given us a lot of slow cookers for us to develop a slow cooker project for underserved neighborhoods mm-hmm. to be able to go in and say, you know, here are some recipes, here are some low-cost ingredients that you can use. You can set it up before you leave the house and come home to a nutritious meal. The Mayoral Food Policy Task Force's final report can be accessed at www.richmondgov.com slash projectfoodpolicytaskforce slash documents.aspx. More information about Grow RVA can be found at www.growrva.com slash food hub. And community partners or individuals interested in supporting the Food Hub endeavor can email info at growrva.com.